This is Pete Mills from The Sweet Kill, and today you are listening to today's Boondoggle Podcast. Hey everybody, thanks for listening to this intro before the intro of our today's Boondoggle Radio Show. Uh, as you know, we're a veteran-owned and operated podcast, and this has been an incredibly therapeutic journey for me as a veteran that struggles with PTSD and anxiety, just getting out and talking to people. But uh, it does cost us some money, so if you feel so obliged to donate to our GoFundMe, we have a GoFundMe under Today's Boondoggle. We also have a Venmo at Today's Boondoggle that you can donate to, uh, our Anchor Sponsorship at anchor.fm forward slash today's boondoggle uh, any questions comments suggestions complaints you can email us at today's boondoggle at gmail.com and please follow us on our social media sites at, uh, at today's boondoggle on instagram facebook twitter all your uh, social media platforms as well as our youtube channel our rumble channel and our BitChute channel please follow subscribe comment and download and please consider checking out our sponsors if you uh, support our sponsor dream nutrition you can receive 10 percent off your order by using the promo code boondog10 at checkout so dream nutrition they're a veteran owned and operated company as well so please support them and receive 10 percent off using the promo code boondog10 thanks for your time and thanks for listening What's going on, everybody? It's Bill Bailey with today's boondoggle. And uh, real quick housekeeping note, if you're watching us on YouTube, please hit that subscribe button. If you're watching us on Rumble, hit that follow and subscribe button. And whatever podcast platform you're utilizing, please hit the follow and subscribe button there so we can build our numbers up and continue to bring you interviews like the one I'm about to bring you from down under. Mr. Jason Crisson of the band Crisson. Is that the right pronunciation? Oh, pretty close. Crisson. But yeah, that's good. Croissant. <laughs> All right. Nice. So, uh, you know, I, I, I'm glad uh, Dustin like reached out and I was able to kind of go down the, the rabbit hole. I was just enjoying some of your videos and I want to get into some of that. But uh, when I have somebody on for the first time, I like to go get a quick background. So originally, what did you want to be when you grew up? Oh, rock star, of course. <laughs> since day one. Uh, since I think uh, discovering Kiss and then, you know, seeing my first Iron Maiden concert, it was just seeing all the flames and the 15-foot monsters. And I was like, you know what? I want to do that. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's like, you know, Kiss is definitely like a gateway for a lot of us. I was talking with uh, uh, someone yesterday on a different interview and just like, you know, it, it, that that show that they put on, the the album covers, the way they marketed themselves, the young young men like us, it's, we are all about it, you know? Oh, no, absolutely. They sucked us in <laughs> and it's yeah. still there after all still, these yeah. years. Yeah, and they still got Yeah, for they sure. They were here actually about... 
weeks ago. So, you know, went to did the whole meet and greet and, you know, it was very exciting. Yeah, the whole, uh, the, the, the final farewell or whatever. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the end of the ride. We'll see. We'll yeah, see. End of the road, yeah. <laughs> but uh, so Kiss was like one of the first bands you got got into. And then you said you saw Iron Maiden live. And like, what are, yeah, look, I think, it, oh, I must have been about 10 when, um, when it was, just, it, I think they weren't that big here and uh, they'd sort of lost popularity overseas, but in Australia, it was like the Beatles. It was just crazy. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the, I remember our grade teachers just saying to it, to the whole class, this kiss thing is just a fad. It's just a fad. None of you will be into kiss except. Jason, <laughs> he was right. <laughs> nice. And then, uh, like, when was it that that you uh, decided to get serious and start like learning to play an instrument and stuff? Oh, look, I've been playing an instrument actually since the age of six. I mean, my father was, I was actually a <laughs> typical Greek family. I was on the piano accordion, but I don't feel so bad because I know Tommy Lee and Tony Iommi did it as well. So. <laughs> Um, and then around about 14, I picked up the guitar and just started writing and, um, yeah, it's been pretty much like that ever since. And then, uh, like what, uh, pulled you into, to, uh, vocals? Ah, uh, I guess I just, I wasn't satisfied just playing. I guess I always wanted to be the, you know, the Paul Stanley or the, uh, to just be up the front doing it. So, um. There was a stage where I was just doing some rhythms and, and I was just like, this isn't me, you know. Um, I guess I like, to, I like to shake my booty too much up there. <laughs> so I was there decided, yeah, this is what it's going to be. So a lot of trial and error to get it to where it is today. Many years of, you know, getting it wrong and going back to the drawing board. And But yeah, we, we, we sort of found our, our niche in around about 2014, with the, the image and the sound and all that sort of stuff. And we hooked up with Dwayne Barron as our um, mixing engineer. And Dwayne, as you know, probably know, he's did Girls, Girls, Girls and Ozzy Osbourne's No More Tears and the early Wasp stuff. So he's been around for a long time and it just added to our sound. And and um, it's where we are today, yeah. Nice. Let's talk a little bit about like the trial and error. Like where you start, did you uh, meet some people in like high school and kind of start other bands before this one? Oh, absolutely. I guess I always knew, I guess in high, because I designed this logo in high school, yet it, I didn't end up using it till many years later. Um, I guess I just knew that I'd have a band called Cross On one day. I guess it was just a, but yeah, there was lots of different bands I was sort of playing with. Pretty much they were all mostly originals. Um, and then I sort of did start the Cross On thing. And then after a few years, it was just hitting the head against the wall and I tried a bit of acting and stuff like that, but I just went back to what I really enjoyed, which was the which was the music, and um, yeah, it was it was a lot of trial and error. We sort of the whole glam thing had died by then, so we were trying different sounds, and you can sort of hear that on our first two albums. But um, it, it, I just it, this isn't what I was about. So it was a matter of you know um, not only playing that, that sort of music, but also the image that suited it. So in around 2012, we sort of discovered that whole, okay, um, this is the sort of image we need to have to suit that music. And that's when the sort of stars aligned with the, you know, the red and the black and the big boots and the, <laughs> but it was always, since the start of Crossland, it's always been having the girls there because that's the entertainment value of it. You know, everyone oh, likes yeah. to see 60 girls on stage, you know, so. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then, um, like, what what's what was the music scene like there? And now you're from Sydney. I'm from Sydney, yeah, yeah. Yeah, what was that music scene like getting started and building building like the the your reputation? Oh, it's always a struggle, you know, especially um, when venues get closed constantly, and you know they're replacing you know live venues with poker machines, and <laughs> so less and less places to play and. Australia's a different market, though. We, um, you know, we've only got really four or five major capital cities, and they're all like nine hours apart. So, it's not like say the US or Europe. You can drive two hours, and you're in another big city. So we do have a, a sort of limited market here, and that's but most of our marketing and 
where we get notice is more so outside Australia. Um, just, I guess, our publicists are in the US and Germany. So that's, that's where people hear about us. Nice. And then so uh, once you guys kind of found found your, your niche with, with Crosson, did you, uh, like, ha- you said you got some publicists that have, have, you know, obviously one, you know, kind of brought you to my attention. But have you guys been able to get with uh, any management and play outside of Australia yet? We've done a couple of shows outside of Australia. Um, we're still waiting for some, you know, we're waiting for the for the call, for the for the offer. Obviously, it comes down to, you know, booking agents and offers and stuff like that. But what I'm, I'm actually doing too is actually um, promoting shows in Australia. So I'm working with another um, promoter here and we're bringing out some acts. So that sort of helps as well. So it's not just the music. It's also the, the business side of things that I'm sort of working on. So yeah yeah gotcha yeah so you can get on some films and some big bands coming through helps expose you more right three brought out yeah and then um let's talk a little bit about the entourage yeah you got you you uh said you guys came up with the you know kind of settled on the image with the red and the black and everything but let's talk about like the inspiration behind that um like what inspired you to go with that outfit and okay well it was back in 2000 back in 2010 we recorded we sort of relaunched rebirthed cross on after a couple of years of uh being stagnant and we did uh, the dreamer ep and the feedback we got was your image doesn't suit your look so your image doesn't suit your music so I went back to the drawing board and just remember Paul Stanley had said like they were the, they were black and silver stripe they had the you know the black and yellow I thought okay what are my two favorite colors <laughs> black and red um and then it was sort of sifting through some some 80s looks and I came across X Japan and I had a huge chair and I went you know what mix that with that with that put it all in the blender and Nice. Yeah, I got I kind of got uh, that striper vibe too when I was watching some of your videos. Oh yeah, I love striper. They're, they're fantastic. You know, amazing harmonies, Michael Sweet's an amazing writer, you know. And they're still delivering great stuff even to this day. Oh yeah, definitely. And then um, well, let's talk about you know your current stuff. You know, tell me about uh the ready aim rock album putting that together oh well we okay so before was called rock and roll love affair and you know we got some some it was a it was it was a lot of it was we got some great response to it um but always with each album you've just got to better yourself uh that's then that was the thing now we didn't want we didn't want to repeat doing another um rock and roll love affair so i sort of dwelled into my um i love gene steinman as a writer i mean he did all the meatloaf stuff and and all those Bonnie Tyler hits. So I thought, okay, what would he do in these certain bits? So we incorporated our, what we call our cross-ons. Well, I guess we're renowned for just having catchy glam rock um, sort of anthems. So we incorporated a bit of meatloaf style into that and out turned out um, ready aim rock. So just wanted to take things a little bit left of center. Didn't want to repeat ourselves. And uh, I think it worked. So <laughs> now the pressure's on for the next album. <laughs> Nice. And what's the uh, relationship like with uh, Galaxy Records? How long have you been with them? Oh, that's actually my label. So, you know, I run the label. Um, Yeah, so it's, (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm pretty busy. So I run the label, um, you know, work on being being a bit promote, doing a little bit of promoting as well, plus the band. So uh, things are quite busy. Oh, I bet. Sounds like it. And then, um, you guys have been, you know, uh, were described as like stadium rock at- anthems. Uh, your music's been described like that. Um, would you agree with that? Look, it's very, yeah, very sing along, you know, um, our sort of stuff. The, the idea we're not we're not trying to, you know, reinvent the wheel. Just keeping it simple, but but catchy. Sing along, raise your fist in the air. So, yeah, I think it's the stadium rock anthem sort of uh, <laughs> fits the sort of stuff that we're doing. 
Yeah, like when I was I was watching some of the videos, like like I said, and and you definitely got that, you know, like st- like that stage presence, like you're playing in front of a stadium, you know. So well, uh, Kiss, I think I think Paul Stanley also said, you know, you play to ten thousand people, whether there's one person in the audience, you know, or fifty or a hundred. You just you got to just give it all. So you always play to the back of the room. Um, and give it your hundred percent every time. So that's that's our sort of motto we put on the show from beginning to end. The girls come out in different costumes. It's 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 that sort of thing where you don't want to be looking at your watch or turn away because you might miss something. Nice. And then uh you guys uh tracked this album at uh what is it three by three studios? Yeah, three by three. So what happened with that? We'd we'd had a home. It was called Damien Gerard's and we'd recorded our last three albums there. And then they relocated up to the coast and it was going to be too hard just to take everyone up there um, and different because everyone records things at different times. So we were rehearsing at this place called three by three and they had a, rec- a recording studio. And um, I thought I'll just do the drums there and then we can do everything elsewhere. And then we, as soon as within five seconds, we, there was an engineer there called Jack and he was, absolutely amazing and we knew straight away that this is our guy (laughs) so we tracked it all there um over a period of a couple of months and then it um and then we sent all the the mixes to Dwayne over in the US and he did all all that stuff all the mixing and made it sound more bombastic so yeah it was a little scary walking into deep waters but we found a new home at least now uh that we're really comfortable with and like why you guys were there in the studios, I, I read you connected with uh with uh Marco Rado. Okay, so Marco's our new guitarist. Yeah, so our old guitarist had left. Um, and it was all COVID, so you couldn't really audition people face to face. So he auditioned online and he just blew us away. He was a cross between Malmstein and George Lintz. And um we we're in the studio and he was just pulling off these solos and me and the engineer just looking at each other going, holy moly. And then, and then Marco would go, no, nah, I'm not happy with it. I'm doing it again. So <laughs> we're just going, what? <laughs> so very good work, work ethic in a very talented guy. So he, he sort of fitted our, um, he, he sort of blended in really well. And then and he said, you listen to the album, his solos just like they sense shingle tingles up your spine. Yeah, nice. So, I mean, that was a definite uh, bonus for you guys you, um, to grab him and pull him in. Yeah, yeah, no, he's amazing. So he's part of the, he's part of the band at the moment. So, um, yeah, we've got a good a good lineup now. So it's very strong. So we're just hoping to get over there and play for you guys. Yeah, that'd be great. And then uh, we had mentioned already, you know, uh, working with uh, Dwayne Barron engineering for that project but uh also like dave donnelly did some mastering for you like how are you guys how did you guys connect with uh with them uh it was about gosh how many years ago was it now it's probably around about eight or ten years ago and um we needed a name behind us you know it gives you that so i went downstairs and i took out my cd collection and i went through the back of all these cds and the name that sort of popped up the most was um you know Dwayne barron you know he'd done poisons open up and say uh he'd engineered the first wasp album um ozzy osbourne's no more tears uh motley crew theater of pain girls 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 so i contacted him and he was happy to come on board and and he's sort of <laughs> he's sort of been part of the family ever since so he's, this is the fourth album he's done with us and it was the same with dave donnelly just contacted him he was happy to, to come on board they sort of checked out what we did so those two guys are sort of our engineering team and they have been for, for the last four albums so uh match made in heaven <laughs> nice and then uh you know like you said it looks good on the on the album resume you know with uh with the fans out there oh well absolutely and i mean that's the sort of genre that you know, we're doing so it just fitted in perfectly. And, you know, some of the examples is if you listen to like, um, uh, what's the poison song? Uh, Nothing but a good time in the middle bit, he's got that reverse symbol happening. And, you know, I said, Dwayne, just 
can you do a bit of that sort of thing? And, you know, <laughs> that's, so you can sort of hear the sort of similarities uh, that's, I guess, here, there is trademarks, so to speak. But yeah, it does give it does give you credibility when you've got like you know a legendary engineer you know who's working with you as well. So absolutely, that's that was sort of a, a, one of the reasons as well. Plus, obviously, the fact that they do an amazing job. Yeah, for sure. And then, uh, like I said, uh, you know, I was going down down the rabbit hole, checking out some of your videos and stuff, and uh, I really enjoyed the the Fallen from Grace music video. Um, when I ask you about like the concept of making that video and like, um, you know, the message that you guys had with that song. Right. So, uh, I guess it was we were meeting with our, um, with our directors and, and, you know, we obviously had, we, we generally shoot three videos at once. So we didn't want them to be the same. And, um, I mean, the video that we did, obviously it's got a bit of a horror theme to it and but it's, it's, if you listen to the lyrics, they're actually quite uplifting. But we thought we'd just go down this angle, have the girls in, you know, black fallen angel outfits, and then we decided to uh, get get some uh, contact lenses, wolf contact lenses. So we all put those in, and then the makeup artists are putting the, the blood in. So it just sort of broke things up a bit because you know most of our videos that you know they're a bit tongue in cheek and. So we just thought we'd add a different bit of a, a bit of a horror theme to it, which is now incorporated into our stage show. So, you know, if you see us from now, you, you know, we incorporate Fallen from Grace and the girls will come out in those outfits. And so, yeah, just it's just part of something to do. And when you're writing this sort of stuff and you're doing the sorts of show that we do, you've got to try and think of something to incorporate those songs into the show. And that's what we exactly what we did with Fallen from Grace. Hey baby, this is Double D, also known as Dream Daddy. And I gotta tell y'all something about our new sponsorship here at today's Boondoggle. And the name is Dream Nutrition. So if you're looking to empower your human vitality, well then you come to the right place. With over 12 years of combined experience in cannabinoids and terpene products, Dream Nutrition products include CBD oils, patches, proteins, and so much more. The endocannabinoid system is believed to have involvement in regulating physiological and cognitive processes, including the immune system, appetite, pain sensation, mood, memory, and in mediating the pharmacological effects of cannabis. Support this veteran-owned and operated company today, and today's Boondoggle fans will receive 10% off their orders when using the promo code BOONDOG10 at checkout. That's B-O-O-N-D-O-G-10 at checkout. So go to the link. That's dreamnutrition.com forward slash discount forward slash boondog10. And remember, dream is not spelled like dream daddy. It's spelled D-R-E-E-M. And start saving today because you deserve to feel your best. And you know that's right. So tell them dream daddy and your brand from today's boondog sent you. Yeah, and uh, I'm glad you mentioned that with the context. I was like, wanted to ask you, like, what's going on with your eyes? And then at the end, you had the special <laughs> effects with it, with everybody too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was the whole idea, you know. These the girls come out, they possess the band, and then you know, at the end, I get roped in as you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. Speaking of being roped in, uh, like, why? I mean, why are there so many? It seems like. So many beautiful women are from Australia. Like, what's in the water over there? Uh, I guess it's the, it's the sun. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's hot over here, so they just take everything off. <laughs> so it's a good place to visit. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure now all your listeners are starting to book their holidays. <laughs> oh, it's been on my it's been on my bucket list. I was in the Navy, but I was on the I was on the wrong coast, so I never got a chance to, you know hit australia i'm hope it's still on my bucket list someday 
come out there. Yeah, come on. Come on down. Come on down. We'd love to have you. We got a lot of, uh, you know, Australian transplants over here. Like I follow like professional wrestling and stuff like that. And a lot of the women that uh, are real badasses are from Australia too. Right. Okay. They probably get their training, you know, fighting kangaroos. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, I wanted to ask you too, like speaking of uh, uh, Australia and living out there, I mean, you, you mentioned getting uh, your new guitar, getting Marco during COVID. And like, I mean, everything I read and, and saw, it seemed like you guys really dealt with some really strict uh, lockdown measures over there during there. So what uh, you know, how, how, what was that like? And then, you know, to still be able to connect and get a new guitar player and keep the band going, you know? Oh, look, it's uh, it's sort of the whole recording. Look, the recording of this album got postponed by three months because it was just ridiculous. So we, we, they, we, they wouldn't even, they wouldn't allow small businesses to open. And we're talking what me, myself and myself, the engineer and one of the musicians in a room, it's hundred square meters. They wouldn't allow it. So that's why our, our whole album got uh, postponed by, um, by about two months. It was just, it was insane. And now, now no one cares. You know, it's just it's just crazy to think about where we were a year ago. Um, yeah, I wanted to ask you, like, what are things like now? Because, like, you know, I know how what I saw, like, what happened, to you guys, like, a year ago it was like it was scary. It was. It was really tough for everybody. Um, and I think they just the government just realized that I think we can't do this to to, to you know to to businesses and people and and. Um, they fortunately, you know, they, they did give subsidies and all that sort of stuff. But, um, yeah, it was just insane. And you know? I, I wasn't for all that sort of stuff. I just thought, you know, if you're going you know, to get it, just go, for, go out and protect yourself and don't lock people away. But anyway, I'm not, I don't want to talk politics. <laughs> well, it, it did seem like, you know, I mean, the people like kind of had enough. And, and that's when you know, things started turning around for you guys over there. And it's like, it's like everywhere, you know, when government kind of oversteps their bounds, you know, but I know you don't want to get into politics, but it's like, you know, we got to, we got to quit being divided and unite as a, you know, human people, uh, you know, for that's right. rights, you know? No, absolutely. Absolutely. It was just insane. But anyway, I mean, this, you see what it's, what's going on in the world now. I think it was it Iran's got some crazy things going on now because of these head coverings and it's just insane anyway yeah yeah what do you do what do you do well i mean that's why i liked uh when i was going down the rabbit hole of your music i really got into uh, the song united you know (laughs) anthem you know put you're putting out there so i guess that's what we do we keep sharing a message however we can you know yeah no absolutely it's uh you know all for one one for all exactly you know, because it's like the sooner we realize that, you know, all the things that they're keeping us separated by using like, you know, race and gender and, you know, politics and all that stuff. It's just distractions, man. It's the same people pulling the wool over our eyes and, you know, they keep taking and, and the, the last thing they want is all of us together and united. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? It's funny, funny that the world is, you know, just living your, as long as you do the, the right thing in your little pocket and if you can change you're not going to change the world but if you can change a bit of it or your portion of it then you know stand up for what you believe in exactly that's why they say it starts locally you know and starts in the home so but like i said i really enjoyed that uh that that video for united too and it was it seemed like a nice anthem in your way of kind of putting the word out there uh yeah it was um I'm not, even the, I'm not even sure how it's sort of. If you, if you listen to most of our stuff, it is uplifting. You know, I guess you, you write what you surround yourself with. And you know, a while back it was, you know, listening to a lot of things like The Secret and you know, your Don John D Martinez, all these inspirational stuff. And it sort of comes out and comes out when you're writing as well, which is good to have that because most of the time I got nothing to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I, you know, and I tell my daughters that too. It's like, you know, it's always like your surroundings. If, you know, if you're going to be around negative people, you're going to be the, the the next negative person. You know, we got to surround ourselves with positivity. We got to lean 
more on faith than than we do on fear in this world. Oh, absolutely. You know, just uh, take your, if you've got a goal, just write down every step that you need to take and then tick them off as you go along. Yeah. And don't right. let anything stand in your way. Yeah. Well, that's a great segue to my next question. What personal goals do you have for yourself uh, going forward now with uh, yourself and the, with the band? I guess, well, I just want to take it to the next level. You know, we want to come over there. We want to play to as many people as possible and show them what Cross On is about. I mean, uh, during the whole COVID thing, um, we obviously couldn't travel anywhere. So we released Live at the Orpheum, which is um, a, a live concert with a six camera theater. So we shot it all professionally. So anyone wants to see that, it's I think now it's on YouTube, but we've also got the Blu-ray. And then we just want the show to grow. We just want to play to as many people as possible and keep on putting out good music, you know, and grow our fan base and and, and show people what we're about. Yeah, for uh, sure. And then what's something that you feel so like you, you can uh, in, uh, keep improving on and learn? I think listening to good writers, I think as a writer, I appreciate people who can write really well. So um, if I can sort of see what other people are doing, you know, work on the brilliant writers like your Desmond Charles and your Jim Steinmans, and it's just a matter of growing. So obviously the next album we're going to have to do, we're going to have to grow on that. And then the following grow on that and just keep on growing and getting better and better and better what you do. And, you know, have your ears and eyes open as well. I think once you start thinking, oh, you know, I've, I've achieved my, um, opus diem, then you know that's when that's when things start going back. You always got to challenge yourself so that you can take the next step up. Yeah, exactly. Like the like the great philosopher Rowdy Rowdy Piper once said, "Just <laughs> when you think you have all the answers, you change the questions." You know. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So, Jason, I want to ask you, I mean, I know we touched on, you know, some of your early influences in uh, coming into music, but I want to ask you some of the questions I normally ask guests I have on. Uh, who are your, and this is always a tough one for musicians especially, but who are your top three musical artists? Wow, tough one. Um, well, if, it was, if there's no, I always answer this one, if there, if there was no kiss, there'd be no cross on pretty much. Um, they would have had a big influence especially I mean, if you look at us as well you know it was all about giving people more than just music but also um something visual uh now i mean i could i could spit out another 30. <laughs> uh i loved motley crew that was also a big turning a turning point you know picking up that black vinyl and then opening up and seeing you know four guys immerse themselves in hell uh so shout at the devil was a real big turning point for me and then of course there's you know your striper your dockens um scorpions iron maiden they're all very much influential in what we do but that whole scene as well that whole 80s scene was um uh just you know, i was <laughs> your typical young teenager just post the wall full of posters and you couldn't see the paint on the wall because it was just covered with artists and rockers and you know Jovi. but even earlier than that i mean um i still love listening to abba and a few, few of the guys you know one of my one of my co-writers is just go and listen to what they're doing like all the little melodies happening in the background so that's also quite influential music as well because i'll just go oh my god listen to all that stuff that's happening in the background you know so you try and incorporate different things into your, instead of just being guitars and bass, just to try and incorporate yeah. different melodies as well. So, you know, they're obviously amazing songwriters as well. Yeah, for sure. So and yeah, then, I couldn't, I couldn't there... break it down to three. Sorry, I can't, can't stick to the rules. No, no most, uh, most musicians I talk to can't. They feel like they're leaving, you know, they're betraying somebody, you know, leaving somebody out. Gotcha. <laughs> Is is there uh is there a particular song though that has been an inspiration for you that's like a go-to on your like a regular on your playlist when you're like need a pick me up? 
Oh. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, not one in particular. I just, you know, that's a, that's a real tough one. <laughs> You're pulling out the big guns today, aren't you? Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, you know, oh, gosh. To hell with the devil. I mean, that's a, just always a classic anthem and run to the hills and, I think when, in, if you listen to our album, um, Invincible, the first song, um, it's called Rock Warriors. And during that song, it's like we are just heaven and hell, looks at kills, shouted out loud, run to the hills, back in black, balls to the wall, the last command, um, breaking the law. <laughs> so that's the, that's, the stuff that, that's the stuff that influenced us and it's sort of mentioned on that song there. So if any of you guys want to have a listen, it's, from Rock, it's Rock Warriors from the album Invincible. Nice. Yeah, I'll have to go back and check that one out. All right. Well, here's a little bit of a different question for you then. What class do you feel should be mandatory before graduating uh, school today? Uh, ethics and manners. I just feel that that's sort of been lost a bit in the younger generation. So uh, not only just uh, and work ethic as well. I think uh, people are, I uh, think, I believe they're entitled and don't understand that you've got to, you want to get anything in life, you've got to work your butt off. So okay, I guess so it's, it's more not like... Just, it's not just an issue here in the States. You're dealing with it there in Australia too. All right. Oh, yeah. You know, I think it's what people... The education system, they teach you, and even when you go to, to college or university, they teach you how to get a job, not how to, you know, build wealth or chase your dreams or build a business or build whatever it is that you want to do. Um, so I think, you know, if we can teach the kids at a young age that, you know, you've got a goal to make, you need to take steps to get to that goal. Uh, but also you need to be polite, ethical about what you do. Um, you'll get there, you know, you got to be a likable person. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then um, three people who've inspired you or you can credit for making you the person you are today. Oh, well, okay. Well, obviously my mum and dad, if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be here. Um, for being my inspirations, gosh. I guess if you look back, it's there's some people in your life that, you know, have given you a bit of a break. Um, now, I remember being in, um, you know, primary school and then I was just an average student and then I remember one of the teachers who was coaching the you know the head rugby says you come here I want you to work your uh, because someone had faith in you uh, with the music um, I got a bit of a mentoring by a guy called Steve Ravitch um, from Melbourne who'd managed a couple of bands and, you know, I'll never forget that. So thank you, Steve. Uh, and that set me on a different trajectory as well. So every night, you know, I feel, I feel sorry for the guy because I was just calling him all the time because I was sort of, I knew what we wanted and he, he was sort of guiding me. Okay, you need to do this. So I go do this. Three weeks later, I call him back, Steve, it's done. All right, you need to you need to write four new songs for that new album. Done. Two months later, I'd call him up. Right, Steve, what do we do? So that was a great guidance for me. And then from then I've learned how to do all that. So, you know, the last three or four albums I can, I know where I'm sort of going. So yeah, from what the top of my head, I'd say yeah, that's those sort of people that sort of have a bit of faith in you and, and, and can see that, you know, you're hungry and that you'll do what you got to do. Amen. And then, um, any causes or organizations that you support and encourage others to check out? Uh, my wife is more so the, uh, you know, the does all the charity work and um, she's on a lot of, you know, fundraising committees and all that sort of stuff. So um, yeah, I've got to give her the kudos for that. She just gets me to sign the checks. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And then, uh, Favorite toy as a child? Oh, I was actually big into the, um, I had lots of those, those superhero dolls and, you know, the Bionic Man and, 
um, you know, your Batmans and your Robins that are Fonzie doll. So yeah, <laughs> it was definitely definitely grew up playing with it, you know, playing with a lot of superhero dolls and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That was my thing. Nice. And then, um, do you have uh, like a a favorite? Uh, well, since you brought up superheroes, do you have like a a favorite uh, superhero or comic character? Oh yeah, it was a, well actually, you asked me what I wanted to be as a kid, and yeah, before I wanted to be a rock star, it was Batman. <laughs> oh, there's just photos of me up on the tree <laughs> with the cape, <laughs> but also a big Star Wars fan, you know, and you know, a big oh, Rocky yeah. fan. Yeah, which is good that yeah. my kids are into that now, so I can buy all the toys that I couldn't get back then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what I was doing too with my, you know, it's like all the comic books I read. Now they're on the movies, so I take my daughters and we go see the movies, or like you know they they brought back Star Wars, so I got to go through that with them, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really cool, you know. No, it's cool that all that stuff's still going. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, uh, Jason, I appreciate your time, man. It's good, uh, you know, talking with you. And I, I definitely, if if I ever get to complete that bucket list and make it over there, I'm going to hit you up. Hit me up. We'll show you the, we'll show you around. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And don't believe all the stories about the sharks. It's not that many. <laughs> nice. And then, um, like for any, uh of our listeners out there that are new to hearing about your band and want to check it out more or, or support you guys with any upcoming releases or buy some of your old stuff, where would you send them? Okay. So, uh, firstly, obviously our website, which is cross on com, and then our Facebook page, our Instagram, which is all and YouTube, which is all at cross on rock. So pay us a visit, give us a like, and, uh, you keep updated to what's going on. Awesome, man. Man, I appreciate your appreciate your time. Uh, so before I let you go, you mind doing me one last favor? Absolutely, Bill. No problems. You want to cut a promo ID for the show? Just introduce yourself and you're listening to today's boondoggle. Okay, no worries. This, this is Jason Crosson from Crosson from Sydney, Australia. And you're listening to today's boondoggle with Bill Bailey. <laughs> awesome, man. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're welcome, Phil. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, take care. All the best. Cheers.
another VFW story brought to you by today's Boondoggle. When we were in Virginia at one time, uh, the the night of the tent, the oh, light the, show in the, the, the tent, the red light district. yeah, <laughs> the, the the morning the morning before Cuervo, <coughs> he has his rack right up against the the curtain, and you could see the backdrop was was the ocean, you know. So he's laying there and he's he's sleeping, and he's just got the biggest raging heart on, you know, and he's laying there and. And I'm and I'm, and I get up and I prop my head up and I'm looking and and, and you just see you just see his silhouette, you know, <laughs> and I'm like, that's nice. <laughs> and Gary Gary's next to me. I'm like Gary. I said, I said he's still thinking about your show. I said, what do you was, well, what, do you, what do you think of that first thing in the yeah. morning, you know? And it, like as the sun. That's when I got hollered at because I wasn't in the chief's tent. Uh, you didn't stay in the chief's tent. Yeah. So There's nothing going on in the chief's tent. Yeah, right. Yeah. 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 Why aren't you in my tent? Because well, my guys are more fun. Chief. Yeah. <laughs> Because you won't believe what's going on over here. That's when I had the tell, sleeping watch. Tell about watch. what that time when yeah. you were in San Diego. <coughs> right, Tim? You were Corvo when I got the sleeping that. watch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> from the VFW Hall, brought to you by today's Boondogger. listening once again to today's boondoggle radio show please be sure to check out our website domaincle.com or today's boondoggle.com for more shows and check out our archives follow us on social media at today's boondoggle on facebook instagram youtube and twitter for more information about this podcast and please support us on www.anchor.fm forward slash today's boondoggle as well as on our GoFundMe and Venmo. Be sure to subscribe, comment, download, and listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spreaker, and all the other podcast platforms out there. Please email us with any questions, suggestions, and comments via today's boondoggle at gmail.com. Leave us some five-star reviews and help spread the word. Thanks again for listening. for tuning into this week's today's boondoggle. Domain Cleveland Entertainment is a veteran-owned and operated cornucopia of nonsensical shenanigans. You can find interesting interviews, music news and information, and just about everything else in between. Thank you again for supporting, sharing, and tuning into today's boondoggle.